going on everybody hopefully you guys are all doing well out there i've got an interesting program for you today i've got a collector from canada named steven and if you want to check out his blog before we get to that interview you can go to steven or excuse me stevie nick sports uh that's stevie s-t-v-i-e n-i-x-x sports.com and uh, check out some of his posts and stuff. And uh, you can check out his Twitter, StevieNix76 on Twitter. Uh, before we get to that, I had some interest. I recorded this interview a couple days ago. Otherwise, we might have talked about some of the like the Rudy Gay trade in the NBA that just happened. The Sacramento Kings shipping some players over for Rudy Gay. I thought that was that was kind of an interesting trade. I think we're going to see more of those kind of moves um, in the NBA as we get even closer to the trade deadline, which I think is sometime in February. So it should be a really exciting next month or two um, for the NBA. You know, you got Christmas Day basketball, which is really exciting, and Kobe just came back. So, you know, the season just is, is kicking up here right as we're getting into the heart of the football season. Um, did this interview also before this week's football game. So we had San Francisco beating uh, just edging out Seattle had some other really interesting games um I saw the Bengals win a nice game against um Indianapolis and uh Chicago played a nice game here on Monday night I'm recording this first part here a couple days after it took me a couple days um to get home um from the original interview but um couple things before we get to the interview uh, an interesting month here with sports cards you know we got the holiday season we think of gift giving and it's also a time where manufacturers tend to push um in ex- not just sports card manufacturers this is a lot of businesses try to push forward maybe some sales in this month or push forward some stuff this month because it's kind of the end of a fiscal year for most people so um this week coming up uh, most of you listen to this maybe this week so coming up this week is top strata football timeless treasures basketball um I see top 75th anniversary trading cards. Who, who knows what those are? Um, we've got tops UFC bloodlines. So uh, we talk a little bit about UFC with Steven in the interview here. But you got UFC bloodlines set coming out. Ultimate collection football from 2013 is coming out. We got prison basketball. That should be next week. And plenty select football. So two really nice sets there. Um might be kind of a difficult decision on what to buy there. Uh, Bowman Sterling Baseball is coming out next year. Uh, next, Not next year, yeah. It's probably coming out next year. But 2013 Bowman Sterling Baseball is coming out next week. I don't know how much legs baseball is going to have in it. Well, it'll be interesting to see how well Bowman Sterling does. Maybe fans are really excited about it. Maybe they slip in some prospects. Maybe there's something cool in there. I don't know, but it seems a little, you know, baseball, it's so cold outside. You couldn't imagine playing baseball right now unless it's in a dome. Um, I know some people are looking forward to this at 2013-14 Tops Premier Gold Soccer. That comes out on the 18th, so you definitely have some soccer fans that will be looking forward 
to that. You got Triple Threads Football this month, Dominion Hockey, Select Baseball comes out. You know, all this stuff towards the end, the stuff that I'm mentioning now, Select Baseball, Contenders Football, Dominion, Triple Threads. Who knows if it comes out right at the end of the month. When we get towards the end of the month, you know, shipping something out just a couple days before Christmas, sometimes that stuff gets pushed back until the first of the year and you you see it in January. But, um, you know, if you're looking forward to it, hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later. Well, sooner rather than later, we're going to get to this interview here now. If if you out there, if you're a collector and you, uh, you want to be on the show, you can always email me or send me a Twitter message or whatever works for you. Facebook, I don't know. I put emails probably number one. Right up there with Twitter, I think those are the same. Um, you can either at tweet me or DM me, whatever is best for you. Um, and we're going to get to that. And that's about it on today's show. So hopefully you enjoy that. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back after this. And we are back. I'm I'm happy to be joined by uh, another collector out there um, from Canada, and we'll we'll get more more information about Stephen here in a second. But uh, Stephen, thanks for coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. You know, let's let's just jump right into it. Let let's talk about like you know obviously you're on you're on the program here so you have an interest in sports cards tell everybody out there maybe just your history like when did you start what what do you collect and now what you know what's going on with your collection right now uh well i started when i was a kid and uh kept going until maybe about like 93 and then just kind of got out of it for a few years and then came back in the uh Around 2010, Full Force came back into it, and you know it was it was interesting because a lot had changed, but then it all kind of starts to repeat itself again. But uh, me myself, I've been going for mostly just the Bowman autographs, uh, the prospect, and uh, same with the the football ones as well. Um, not not so much into the uh, the mem cards as much as maybe I was at first because you know they were new and they were kind of exciting, but they've kind of lost their charm, I think. Okay. But, uh, yeah. What you you know you say you well, you brought came back to the hobby essentially in like 2010. What brought you back? What all of a sudden? Why did you wake up one day and decide to to collect cards again? I don't know. I, I went back uh, to my parents' house and I got my old collection and started going through it and wondered like I wonder what's going on, right? And I, I knew like the ones from the 90s were pretty much worthless, so that's just more sentimental value than anything. But, uh, you know, like, I I was kind of surprised that the grading idea actually took off the way it did. And, uh, you know, I was curious, like, you know, what was going on with the cards. And I bought, you know, a couple boxes, and I was pretty happy with what I saw. So, you know, it just kind of, like, it became a roller coaster of buying tons and tons of boxes. And then eventually you're just like, okay, you know, it starts to all get the same after a while. So it's kind of like the product has sort of has a 
strong brand, you know, like Bowman or Topps Chrome, I think really hold up. Whereas like the Panini was just kind of like, how many different things am I buying here, you know? And it it just sort of got a bit repetitious. Right, 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 right. Okay, so so you say you collect Bowman, Chrome, and and, and like the like. So we're talking baseball here. Uh, baseball and football, but I did collect a lot of basketball. But then I just I kind of got sick of the Panini, you know, because it just kept getting more expensive and more expensive. And uh, last year's momentum kind of is what broke me when I bought it. You know, it was really expensive, and then I was just kind of like, okay, I've had enough of this. You know, it's like it was like six really crappy autographs and they were all stickers and it was just like really ugly <laughs> yeah okay okay so who are you collecting now who like any players any prospects do you like right now or any guys that you're hoping are, are going to do really well here soon um you know it was uh, just uh, like jose fernandez was one uh okay. for miami uh, yep. and uh, uh i was trying to get mike trout but that kind of just blew up too much and it got too expensive. So, uh, you know, I was just trying to look for the guys, like not Byron Buxton and not Carlos Correa, but the guys kind of just underneath that. Uh, like, there's a lot of Pittsburgh uh, prospects that I was looking at, like Gregory Polacco, I think his name is. Okay. He was one of them, yeah. Do you buy and sell? Are you are you into buying and selling? Or are you just kind of accumulating cards for your own collection? Uh, I definitely buy and sell. I mean, I go through periods of collecting one or two players, and then, you know, maybe I'll stop. But I definitely like to try to sell them. Okay. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. It really, it's really something you have to learn how to actually make money doing it. Because you can lose a lot of money doing it, too. Right, yeah, certainly. I, I definitely know that. Um, do, you know, where do you buy and sell? Are you using eBay? Are you using, how are you buying and selling your cards these days? Uh, eBay. Okay. Pretty much all eBay. I mean, I, I used to sell at the local shows because there's pretty much, like, you know, a show every month. Uh, it's pretty small, though, but uh, the dealers there, they won't give you a lot. So, I mean, you'll you'll do better on eBay. Though that's not always the case. There's the occasional time where, I mean, I got kind of cocky and just listed everything at a dollar, you know, and then a couple cards I kind of just got really burned on them. So it's just like now I'm kind of a little more cautious about it. Okay. But generally, I found eBay, you get a lot more money. Okay, excellent. Um, so you talk about these card shows in Canada. I know you went to the, I, I think it's referred to as the Collector's Expo in Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk to us a little bit about that. What, how many times have you been? Like, what what's it like there for you? Uh, I've been, like, quite a few times now. Um, it's at a very large sort of, like, almost like a aircraft hangar. So it's really big. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty much, like, 80% hockey <laughs> because it's, you know, Canada. So uh, there's, like, a booth from Panini and Upper Deck. Uh Lots and lots of dealers, lots of uh, memorabilia, and uh, the best part about it, though, is, like, uh, the vintage unopened wax, which you don't see pretty much anywhere except for, like, uh, what's that website, Baseball Card Connection, really? Right, right, right. So, to actually be able to buy it just right there and actually see what you're getting is pretty cool. Um, There's a guy, his name is, it's Martin Sports Cards, he's a guy from Guelph, like, has, like, just 
stockpiles of uh, old unopened stuff, which is pretty cool, though, I mean, you still kind of, you buy it and then you never get the one exactly that you want to pull, but, you know, some guy did pull a Gretzky rookie a year or two ago, which is pretty, pretty cool. Oh, wow. Cool. So, you, you, there's guy, I take it, there's guys signing, signing there, I think, like, Mario Lemieux was there uh, yeah. this year, yeah. and, uh, like, how much buying? Did you do any buying and selling this year? Like, did you do any trading and stuff like that? Uh, I didn't do any trading. I did some buying. Last year, I bought a lot of uh, new boxes. And uh, at that time, I was still grabbing a lot of the basketball. This year, I mostly was just buying vintage packs. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I just kind of felt like the gamble. So. Cool. Did, you, so you opened to, them up, or you opened them up? I opened them. You know, it's kind of like... I know it's not, it immediately decreases the value, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, I don't know if I could not open it. Right. Um, you know, I mean, the chances of actually pulling a centered, like, Montana rookie, which was what I was hoping, is probably pretty small. I mean, because, okay. like, most of the cards are really off-center, right. which is kind of bad, but that's how it is. Right, 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 right. So you talked about hockey. Do you, Do you collect any hockey or anything like that? I did when I was a kid, okay. um, and then the hockey, I kind of, like, you just kind of, it's too much of it, you know, I just kind of, like, was just sick of, like, all I saw was hockey, you know, at the show okay. where I was just like, gosh, like, you know, does anyone have any other sports but hockey here? Okay, but, so uh, so you're kind of in the minority, because, you know, most people I've talked to from Canada, whether it's, you know, usually through email and things like that, and maybe hearing <laughs> other interviews and stuff, they're always all about hockey it's like the it, you know down here we think of that as kind of like a canadian it is kind of like a canadian sport and and so you're kind of, it's almost like you're in the you're almost like a, a u.s person that collects hockey you're kind of in the minority down here you don't see much selection at shows you know are you do you go to like are there like card shops is that why you're forced to buy on ebay is it just are there card shops down there that really just have a lot of hockey and and you're just not interested or maybe talk to us about being kind of a, you know, a minority collector, I guess you could say in, in your own country. Well, I mean, there's, there's one real major shop that actually sells, but it's just boxes. Like they don't sell individual cards, okay. but at the, at the shows. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's, there's very few things. I mean, I remember going to one show and like not really seeing a lot. And then I saw like a Ken Stabler rookie and, you know, I was absolutely ecstatic about that. Right. Okay. But it, it, it's, it's hard because it's just kind of like everyone's collecting the same thing. So you see it so many times where it kind of takes the sort of like uniqueness out of it. Whereas like, it's much harder in Canada, I would think to find, you know, like football and, you know, baseball is quite a bit. Basketball is not a lot. Uh, MMA is really popular here. Oh, okay. like, that's probably you probably see like ten percent of the cards at shows are MMA. So. Huh. That's interesting. Talk about maybe I know you guys got a couple teams up there. Talk about the <laughs> the fan interest. You know, considering it, Canada, I know is a very large country. I know that there it's it actually seems very spread out. You know, a lot like the U.S., <laughs> but you only have like a baseball team and a basketball team, what's the, the passion around those teams? Or do you feel loyal to those teams or, or do you root for other teams? Uh, I root for other teams. I, I find 
people either root just for whatever Toronto team or they just root for the teams with the players they like, you know? Because, I mean, Toronto, like, in the past, I don't know what decade, has been pretty bad, you know, in every sport, respectively. So I don't know how you could really keep uh, keep going. I see. Yeah, and what's your what are your like favorite teams? Like who are who are your guys, who are your teams right now? Well, um like hockey I've always been a Flyers fan. Uh just mostly because of the Broad Street bullies, you know, I saw stuff about it when I was a kid, I'm like, you know, oh that's exciting, you know, it's like rough as hell and you know, I like that. Football it kinda bounces around a little bit. I mean, right now I'm I'm loving the Broncos. Okay. Um you know, I mean, historically, they have a lot of players that I thought were cool, and, you know, they have a lot of exciting players right now, like like Moreno, I think is great, and, uh, you know, not a huge Manning fan, but, you know, I can live with it. Um, baseball, uh, I was a Rangers fan, because I was really into Josh Hamilton, but now it's Anaheim, I guess, or whatever they want to call themselves. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I, I still like the Blue Jays, and I... I kind of like the Leafs, but I don't really go crazy about them. The Raptors, I kind of cheer for, just as sort of like you know, uh, almost a pity thing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you got anybody you like in basketball right now? Is there any uh, either rookie or kind of star that you're you're kind of into? Uh, Kelly Olynyk, I was pretty excited to see, just because you know he kind of kind of looks different, kind of has sort of almost a Bill Walton kind of thing going on. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, uh, Blake Griffin, I like a lot. He's okay. you know, an exciting guy to watch. But uh, that, that seems kind of complicated. Like, if Chris Paul's gone, they kind of fall to pieces. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, anything you'd change about the hobby? Like, what would you, or like, multi, if you have multiple things, what what are some things that you think would be would maybe help it for not only your collection, but maybe other people too. Less product. Less like product. Just, just less product. You know, it's, I mean, like there was one podcast where you were saying, you know, if you add up all the signed rookies, it's almost equal to what you got in the early nineties. You know, like if you actually calculate how many millions of like, uh, you know, like whatever rookie from last year in basketball, it'd just be like, It'd be like a huge number, you know, because right. you don't even know what the unnumbered ones are, right? Right. So I just think less, just less, less series, less product generally, and kind of a, you know, like maybe one hit a box or two, you know, because it's just kind of like now it's just like how many million of those postage stamp jersey cards do you see, you know, where it's like one color and it's like who cares really, you know? Like I'm almost more excited by a common base card than that. Right, right. right. Um, and a lower price point, you know, like the that Panini set that's like over a grand. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like there's no way. There's no way. I don't know anyone who would shell that out. You know, like, and it will probably get worse. I think. Right, right. I think they're just hoping that people team up to buy it, you know, and I guess I can respect maybe the sense of community there, but on the surface, if you're just getting back into this hobby and you see a $1,500 box or a $2,000 box and you 
And you, I mean, I don't know really too many people that can legitimately afford that. You really have to be a millionaire if you're blowing $2,000 or $1,000 on a box of cards just to kind of open up for fun. Um, Well, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's like a lot of people's rent. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, and and more, you know, rent and car and food probably, you know? Like, I mean, that's just a lot of, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Like, honestly, like most guys, if you bought that and, you know, your girlfriend finds out, like, your nuts are going to be cut off or something, you know? Right. That's too much money, like. Right, yeah, just having your nuts cut off might be the best case scenario. But, um, you know, I understand that you get money, you know, you spend 1600 and maybe worst case scenario, you can only get 150 or $200. You know, a lot of the times you might be able to get four or $500 for the card. So you're really only spending maybe 900 but it just, it just seems like unless you're buying with a, like if I have a friend like you and I, and maybe a third or fourth other person want to go in on this box. Yeah. We're, we're not going to be able to experience it at, at the box level. Um, but I mean, I guess you said you buy, I mean, I'm taking, you buy a lot of singles. You said you buy boxes, but you buy single cards as well. I take it. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, if I can find it for a decent price or it's, you know, somebody I'm sort of just collecting at that time or just something that, you know, just, I haven't seen a hundred times listed, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, so I'll, I'll try to get it. But, uh, yeah, buying singles actually I found is a lot more sort of affordable than breaking boxes because, I mean, you break so many boxes and you just, you end up with like, you know, three Byron Mullins cards or something, you know, autographed, <laughs> and it's like, I don't want this, <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's better just, just buy it on eBay, you know, chances are you probably spend less money. Right. You know, I mean, you might not get that one of one super refractor or whatever, but I mean, whatever. Chances of that are like winning the lottery, really. Right. Right. Um, you you talk about you, you know in Canada, do you find any obstacles where like shipping is more to you, or like you have to go out of your way to find sellers that are willing to ship to you, or is there enough guys in Canada that you can buy from? Maybe talk about being. Uh, you know, if a lot of the products getting sold here in the U.S., you know, talk about maybe some of the challenges, maybe trying to get it across the border there. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, eBay has this thing now that a lot of people are using called like international priority shipping, where it's like you send it to some shipping center in the states and then it sends it to Canada, but it's like thirteen dollars for us. You know, it's like I'm not going to pay thirteen dollars for one card to get shipped to me. You know, so I actually will will send a message to the person and say, you know, can you give me, like, a normal shipping, you know? I, like, I don't need the tracking or whatever, you know, because, I mean, I've rarely had any problems with that. And, you know, I mean, it really should be, like, a few bucks. Right. You know, not $13. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's just, any Americans just don't list it as international priority because it's like, I can't, I just skim over it. Like, I can't be bothered. Like, 13 bucks. Right. You know, okay. It cost me three dollars to ship to the states. Okay, you know, and, I, so, and I would consider it. Isn't it about the same coming there? I haven't shipped anything to Canada in a little while, but I I think it's about the same for yeah. one card. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, and, and I mean, it's, the shipping on eBay sometimes is just ludicrous to begin with. You know, it's like really like 
thirty dollars, you know, it's like uh, is this person like made of typo, you know, or is this actually the shipping? You know? No, yeah, I want to say they almost bundle Canada into like it's going to Japan, and I really think. A, a smart seller should separate Canada out as it's one as you know look at US and Canada almost as the same and then I can understand yeah. if it's going to Australia or going to I can understand too if it's a $500 card you you know maybe you pay $13 oh, yeah, sure. but you brought up a really good point that I hope people heard out there that are in Canada you said you emailed or you if you find a card that 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 you particularly need, you would email the seller and try to work something out um, there. And I think that was, that was a really good tip. I think if you're in Canada and, and the guy wants $1,500 for, or $15 for shipping to just 1500 maybe. Yeah. They, that would yeah, definitely yeah. be a typo, but um, just email them and see if they would do it for, you know, three or $4 or $5 maybe. Most of them will. I mean, I've only had a few people who are like, no, you know, it's like, and then they tell some horror story. It's like, okay, right, right. thanks anyways, you know. Okay, right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. You talked a little bit about a hobby shop that, that had boxes. What's the hobby shop presence there? It's not much here, at least in California where I live, and maybe other parts of the, the U.S. it's a little bit more vibrant, but maybe talk to us about the hobby shop, um, you know, market kind of in Canada. Well, I mean, there's there's really in the Toronto area only about three, maybe four. One of them is really good. Uh, it has like a wide selection of unopened stuff, but it, the store is like maybe 60, 70% Magic the Gathering type games and then like a really good section of sports cards. But then there's maybe three other ones that are just, you know, like way higher price and just sort of like, I don't know how they're in business, to be honest, you know, and it's sort of out of the way. And it's just like, why bother? You know, you might as well just have an online store. But the one store is really good that has uh, that open stuff. But there's hardly any sort of like, you know, having the cards in a display case kind of selling that you would have seen like, you know, in the 90s or something. Like probably hardly any of at all. Okay. Okay. So do you buy, do, are there, I take it there's Targets and Walmarts or similar type stores. Do they sell cards similar at a retail level there? Or are there places where you can buy the retail stuff? Uh, there is. I mean, like, I guess if you don't know, you know, where the other stores are, or you're just kind of really new to the hobby, I guess you, you would buy it from there. Cause I mean, the retail stuff is kind of like, you know, you're not right. going to get anything extraordinary in that. And it's, right. it's not cheap, you know, like, I mean, even still, like, 20 bucks for one of those blaster boxes where, you know, you're going to get maybe two fairly high-numbered parallels is kind of like, well, I don't know if that's really worth it, you know? Right. So, I notice they just sit there, and then they get kind of lower-priced, but it's a lot of, like, you know, lower-end, like, upper-deck victory for hockey or, you know, like, the base set for tops or something like that. Okay, okay, very yeah. interesting. Very cool. Uh, okay, I've got some. Now I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna make you our guinea pig. Any time we're gonna have collectors on the show, I'm gonna have. I think I have about eight random questions that okay. I'm gonna ask you. Some of them have to do with sports cards. Some of them not. But it, it might give people out there a, a better sense of of yourself and, and and some of the guests we bring on. So I'm gonna start with. Um, 
what athlete out there would you trade places? If, is there like an athlete out there that you really admire and you would you would instantly trade places with um, and take his job? Uh, Clay Matthews. Clay Clay Matthews. Why, why Clay Matthews? Well, uh, his physique. His I wouldn't physique. mind having that physique, and <laughs> you know, playing a defense in football to me just seems like the most exciting job you could have. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Like in in tour, or maybe like in Canada, is there like a really good restaurant or type of food that that is just re- you find really well made there? Um, it's pretty much the same as the states, you know. Like it's, you have like higher end restaurants, and then you have like Chipotle, and then you have McDonald's. Like it's not much difference, really. Okay. So I I, I don't know favorite food. I, yeah, burritos maybe. And I don't burritos. know. That's a really lame answer. I don't really have a good answer for that one. That's okay. That's kind of the point of these is to to make it uh, you know somewhat awkward, I guess. What's your okay. favorite TV show right now? Like anything? What do you watch like on TV? Do you watch you know maybe outside of sports? Do you watch? What do you entertain yourself with? Um, there's a show called The League, okay. which is uh, about. These like total douchebags who have a fantasy football league. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Like it sounds like it'd be terrible, but it ended up being really, really funny. And another show I liked was uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Okay, okay. But those are both the only shows I watch. Really, it's just kind of like I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. But those two are any any that I hear that are really, really funny. Like you know, like "Curb Your Enthusiasm." I liked before. there was like a Canadian show called Trailer Park Boys that was really popular, which okay. kind of got popular in the States. I don't know if you've even heard of it, though. No, I have not. Uh, the one show I watch from Canada is Dragon's Den. I watch oh, okay. Dragon's Den on YouTube all the time because yep. I love Kevin O'Leary and uh, some of the other guys on there and the girls on there. I really like watching watching that i like shark tank in the u.s but i go back there's tons of dragon's dens so i love I to think go dragon's back Den came first too yes it did yes i believe so yeah. and i think it's i think it's longer they put more guests it's less produced than the the shark tank and so i actually like it more because it's a little more mm-hmm. raw and it's more it's it's really cool um, yeah, that's the word I was going to use too. I was going to say it's a bit more raw, right? You know, like victims are pretty mean, like you know, right? They, they really shoot you down. And I like, I like that. I like that honesty. Like it really gives you like a sense of like if you were put in that situation to present a a business, some of them sound pretty good right on the surface, and then all of a sudden Kevin O'Leary is like, "This sucks. You're going bankrupt." And you know, a lot of the times he's he's giving very very good advice. Um, do you collect anything else? Do you collect comic books, or do you do you find yourself collecting anything else, or is cards kind of the only only thing in your life for that? Uh, I collect cards. I collect like starter jackets. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, some some books like just out of print books, like bodybuilding books, which is ridiculous. But you know. Okay. It's just something like I just start, you buy one, you buy two, you buy three, and then you're like, okay, I'm collecting these things, right? So Okay, talk to us about maybe the starter jackets. What's, like, what's that market like, you know? Uh, it's changed because they started reissuing them again. Oh, okay. Um, 
before they were going for like, you know, uh, like $250 and up if they were like uh, still sealed in the starter plastic. Yeah. Um, But it was tough. You'd find older ones and they'd be in pretty rough shape, you know, but they they reissued them and they look really good. So it's kind of like, oh, I'll just buy the new ones too. Okay. That's interesting. Uh That's really interesting. Um, best set ever made. What's a set when people say, Hey, what set should I collect? Or what set would you recommend? What, uh, uh probably 1975 tops baseball. Who's in that set? Well, you got the Brett and the Yount rookies. Oh, okay. And you have that weird colored borders that just makes it like next to impossible to find in good shape. Okay. I- yeah, and you know, to to rep your, represent the Canada and hockey thing, the 1979-80 Opeechee hockey, because that has the Gretzky rookie and the blue borders, which again, colored borders are a nightmare for vintage things to be in good shape. So, do you do a lot of grading, um, or are you always, you know, and, and if so, like, what are you looking for, and and, and stuff like that? I haven't yet. I have a pile that I'm going to possibly submit, but I'm pretty like picky just looking at it myself because i don't want to waste my time you know spending what like seven bucks each just to get a bunch come back sort of like 7.5 or 8.5 you know okay because i I don't know like i'm still undecided on it like you know like okay like say like uh 88 bo jackson football rookie right like there's got to be millions of those out there right like how many tens do you figure are floating out there i'm not sure you know what i mean like but when you actually look at a, a pile of them, you kind of notice there is pretty big difference in the in it's especially the centering. It's almost all the, the centering, really. Yeah, interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. And let's see, okay, who's like the hottest woman? Who do you have like a crush on, like in Hollywood or like a celebrity? Who who would you instantly like start dating? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh... Maybe an MMA fighter, Kat Zingano. Okay, I'm not sure. What's, what's her name? Kat Zingano. Okay. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm familiar with her, but I will I will use the power of Google to find that out. Um, All right. Who's, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Like, what what's going to happen in the NFL here the last, you know, we got playoffs and then Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going to say the Broncos. The Broncos. Who are they going to face? I guess they're AFC, so who, who are they going to face? Um, hmm. I'm not sure, really. Not, yeah, the NFC. Maybe this, maybe Seattle. I, I was just in Seattle, and so they look they look like they'd be really that's, tough at that's home. Probably, that's probably right, you know? Like, a lot of people I've been talking to think Seattle is going to take it, actually. They have good offense I, now, too. It seemed like it seemed like the offense was kind of holding them back, and now their offense is kind of really doing well, too, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could see that for sure. I mean, um, like, I, you know, I thought the Saints earlier in the season, but I don't know. They seem to... They seem to kind of dropped off a little bit. I was hoping it would be the Eagles and the Broncos. Okay. But, you know, I don't know if the Eagles are going to do it now. But. I don't think the Eagles have too much of a shot, but, uh, you, know. you know, stranger things have happened in the NFL. It, it was kind of interesting, though, watching, uh, you know, Vic being gone and then Foles just come out of nowhere and, you know, have these, like, huge games. So 
Yeah, he's been doing well. I think Michael Vick is going to be cuttable, or 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 I don't know when his contract ends or whatever. But it look it sure looks to me like Foles could be the could be the guy next year. I think so. I think so. I think he's a little cheaper too. Um, yep. How about the NBA Finals? You got any predictions for the NBA? Um, I think the Pacers are going to take the whole thing. Okay. It's just. I, they're just they're, they look like they're killing everybody, you know. And uh, like last year, they almost beat Miami, you know. And that's right. really if they get past Miami, I think it's like it's theirs. I think if Miami, like Wade, is is kind of been resting some games, and Wade, uh, like Miami, doesn't have a whole lot of depth. So I worry if they if they suffer industry, injuries, even to like the back, even if Battier gets hurt, even if Chris Anderson gets hurt or Ray Allen gets hurt, that really hurts them because then they're they're putting in a a Michael Beasley who's actually pretty good, but they have other guys off the bench that are really not frontline players. So I worry I worry about my if I think of Miami's healthy, it'd be a great I think Pacers Miami. You know, if if both oh, it's are going to be a killer series. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Hibbert's really tough against Miami because Miami doesn't have anybody that can guard him really, and he blocks shot. He stops LeBron from driving and D Wade from driving. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's 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 basically I think it's going to be like Indiana, Miami battling, and like you know, Portland and San Antonio possibly. I, I mean, I want the Clippers to go far, but they kind of choked last year. I was kind of like, Ugh, you know, it's like you kind of see people's weaknesses in the playoffs more than you do in the regular season. Right, right. Definitely. The yeah. games get a little tighter. Um, and, and Experience you, is a huge thing. Right, right. And that, yeah, and that's maybe my question about the Pacers. It's like, okay, if it's a one point game in Miami, you know, who is going to, you know, I know. Paul George is playing really confident right now, and he looks like an amazing player. But do yeah. they, you know, who gets that ball and who makes that play for them when they're down one in Miami in in, in April? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that, that close Miami is going to take it because like LeBron James pulls out this like inhuman will that I don't know where it comes from, but he's pretty much unstoppable. Right, and I think that's, you know, I had a conversation with my brother the other day. He was like, you know, LeBron is just like so good that it's going to be very hard to beat them. You're going to need a very special effort from the players on the court to the coach too. I think you need to be well coached to be able to beat a guy like LeBron because I think Miami, I don't think they have a very good coach. I don't think they have a very good, you know, D-Wade's pretty good, but he's got – he's – He's hurt. They don't really have a center that can guard anybody or block shots or really be a present in that sense. They don't have a a real deep team, but they've won. And they've been there, I think, three years in a row, two of the last three. And Mm -hmm. and it's really because LeBron is really that much better than pretty much anybody else in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, people always argue about him and Kobe, but to me it's like this – like LeBron is just so much better. I mean, like right. Kobe had a great, great team around him. You know, right? So, That's true. Like LeBron was like, you know, with the Cavs, he didn't really have like what would be the equivalent of what Kobe had around him. You know, so, right? Right. I, I mean, would. To, yeah, I definitely agree off. with that. Huh? 
I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm a little biased to Kobe. But I've, as I've, I've watched LeBron all the way through high school till now. I think he's he's still getting better, and I think in two or three years he's going to really start dominating that low block. His athleticism might not be what what it is, but he's he's like Demarcus Cousins size, and so he can start dominating the low block at some point and start posting up guys. He's going to be. That basically what Jordan did. Jordan was a high flyer and a jump shooter and, and break you up the dribble guy, and then he turned into a an elbow. And Kobe's done the same thing. And I think you know, <laughs> he turned into an elbow. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I like elbow on the court, but certainly Jordan and all those guys learned how to use their elbows and and get guys yeah. out of the way. Um, well, Demarcus Cousins like showed that he can use his elbow devastatingly. Yeah. To the point of being suspended. Absolutely, I'm actually a bit. I like Demarcus Cousins because I like, love Demarcus Cousins. He plays like, so hard. Fantastic. Hello, you're breaking up there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got a. Okay. I'm like right by an airport, so maybe that has something to do it. But um, I, I, I love Demarcus Cousins because yeah. he, he plays hard. He play. He doesn't like the other team. He doesn't want to shake their hand. Or anything like that, and I kind of wish there were more players in the NBA like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I kind of like I saw the Kings last year when they came to Toronto. I was like, man, I love this team. Like they got Cousins, they got Thomas, who's like really small as far as NBA guys go. But man, like that guy just like put everything into it. So they're they're a fun team to watch. You know, I yep. mean, they're not contenders at all, but right. <laughs> they're exciting to watch. No, I think they've only won four or five games here, but what I was thinking last night, I was watching them against uh, uh, the Jazz, and the Jazz have only won. They're like basically the two of the worst teams in the NBA. And I was thinking, yeah. okay, well, they have Cousins, I think, locked up. They have Macklemore now, um, and they have some other pieces there. To And they, like you said, Isaiah Thomas, who's a really – whether he's off the bench or he's starting, is just a very productive player. They're going to add another guy. They're going to get a top probably five pick, maybe even higher than that. And they're going to add another piece to that. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting team as, as we come into this summer of NBA, which should be pretty nice with all the free agents and, and the draft and things like that. Yeah. The draft is going to be exciting because everyone's fighting over Wiggins. So. Yeah, and and apparently, I mean, there's all these other guys after that. I mean, we got the number two pick, number three pick, number four. It could be a very um, profitable draft for the teams mm-hmm. and anybody associated with it, it sounds like to me. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, I think they need, you know, a good pool of players to change things up a bit. Right. You know, there's too many teams that are so dominant and then so many other teams that are just so bad. Like, they're just, they just can't compete, you know. Right, the talent the other teams paid for, you know. Right, to be honest. Right, yeah, it definitely would be. And I know we have like I think LeBron can opt out. I think Carmelo's a free agent. I think you know almost like half the league it seems like is a free agent, and so it should be a really interesting. Like you said, there might be a lot of change coming to the NBA if a lot of these guys don't re-sign and there's a lot of movement. It might change the whole face of the NBA next year. You know, the, if LeBron goes to Cleveland, back to Cleveland, as I've been hearing rumored for several years now, I mean, that would just change the whole the whole balance of the NBA. Yeah, I mean, if he's there with, like, Kyrie and uh, 
Bynum. That's kind of weird, but, nice. you know, would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. Bynum and LeBron. Um, okay. I can't see it. <laughs> you know, you nice. never know. Hey, Bynum's won, though. Bynum's won some cha- – he was actually really effective the year or two. I mean, he was really the reason why the late – really put the Lakers over the top there because, um, you know, he was blocking shots. He was posting up. He was a very difficult player to guard. Yeah. I think he just has to, you know, reestablish himself after last year's, you know, $10 million sitting on the bench. <laughs> right. Definitely has to reestablish himself. Um, yeah. Okay, last question here. What's random question? What's the best place to vacation to? Like, have you vacationed a lot? Where Where do you like to go? Maybe in Canada, and maybe if you get outside of Canada, where Where would that be? Uh, within Canada, Montreal is great. I mean, it's uh, it's just it's got this kind of old world kind of European thing going on. So it's kind of like going to Europe in your own country. Uh, the States, New York City, because, you know, it's it's just like, it's busy, it's exciting. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to California. I'd love to go to California, but haven't gone that far yet. Okay. I'd love to go, go to New York. That's the one, one of the one places I have not been, and I'd love to spend a month there probably just eating food. Um, I did a week, and it's exhausting, though. It's exhausting? <laughs> okay, maybe just a week. Like, you go home. You're like, oh my god! Like the pace is just very manic. I okay, okay. I'm used to that a little bit here. Yeah, I do. I I notice that when I go to other places, like I notice, man, people drive a little slower. People are a little slower to, you know. In California, it's a little bit of a multitasking environment. I can imagine, like New York, it's just what I see on TV. It looks like a lot of hustle and bustle. People just going here, going there with their phone, and, you know, they're having lunch in 20 minutes, getting back, and it just seems like a really exciting place to be. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. There's, like, just so much going on. Nice. Well, Stephen, we've had you for a while now. Um, Got anything you want to promote? Got Got anything you want to, like, promote or anything you want to shout out to the fans there? Um, no, you know, I just maybe list my blog address, you know, on the the blog uh, write-up, but, you know, other than that, you know. What's your, no. blo- what's your blog address? Uh, StevieNicksSports.com. Okay. And you're StevieNicksNixX76 yeah, on Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, Steven, thanks. Yeah, so- you got any final words for everybody out there? Uh, no, just looking forward to seeing, you know, other people's, uh, sort of opinions on things and see what they have to say as well. And, you know, I think just hope people keep collecting and buying and, you know, don't, don't give up. So, yeah, uh, don't give know, up. Don't, where, where, yeah, I mean, don't, don't go away from the hobby. Just kind of maybe buy itself smartly. Right. Where do you see your collection like in, in two or three years? Do you, do you see it like way bigger or do you see you just kind of staying on the same kind of buying patterns? Uh, I'm more like quality over quantity. You know, it's like I just less, less sort of just boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that you're like, what, what is half this stuff? You know, and right. it's like nothing really valuable. Right. It's like I'd rather just boil it down to like the stuff I really want, you know, like, even if it's more expensive, even if it's not expensive, 
sweet. But, you know, definitely less, like quality over quantity. Beautiful. Well, Stephen, thanks for joining us. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, we've got American football coming on in about an hour. I probably have some ad drops and some things uh, that you, we got to take care of here on the fantasy football front. Um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for coming on today, man. All right. Thanks for having me.